ABC 97.3. Call 0845 973 Text 84850. Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Christo. I'll say it again. Morning, team. Yes, I'm in for the great man himself. I gave you a little bit of him then. Steve Allen isn't here today. My name's Christo. I'm here with you until 7 o'clock in the morning. Hope you're well, London. Steve has, is taking a day off. Uh, it's almost unheard of in LBC Towers for Steve Allen to actually not be here for a day. So I'm as amazed as you are, frankly. But I'm chuffed to bits to be here. And thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Lots that you and I are going to be talking about because, of course, I will be more than happy to take calls from you on 0845 60973. You can drop me a line if you like. Christo at lbc.co.uk. Any spelling of Christo will get to me, but, you know, try and get remotely to C-R-I-S-T-O as near as you can. Uh, 84850 on the text as well. Um, few things I want to talk to you about. Hey, I, I want to talk to you about one of the things we just heard in the headlines. Christmas. Yes, Christmas has come early to Oxford Street. Selfridge's Christmas store opens today. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's August. Did, did we know this? But the Selfridge's Christmas store is open from today. Um, I'd love to know what you think of that. Of course, the most important purchase that you'd make in Selfridge's today is the life-sized donkey for Christmas. What, what else can convey the magic of Christmas better than a life-sized donkey? Do you know what I mean? Isn't it? It's bizarre. I used to work um, on the Big Breakfast years ago, and one of the most horrific jobs I ever had uh, whilst working there, and I had some pretty, pretty poor jobs whilst working there, I have to say, um, having to get lunches for people, having to put up at 4am going to the Big Breakfast house and having to put up the big football um, set that they had in the mud and in the freezing cold at 4am. Really bad jobs. But one of the worst jobs I ever had working there was uh, doing the Christmas pre-records. And these things called the Christmas pre-records, they put dread in every single researcher, runner, everything, every person working there. Because you started them in August or September... And they were the, what they used to do, they used to do the live show. And then after the live show, they would pre-record all the shows that went out over Christmas. And we'd record them in like September. So in September, I'd be on the phone trying to find Christmas cracker manufacturers, mince pie taste testers, dwarves, because our executive producer was obsessed with dwarves. So by the time Christmas came, I was, I was so loathsome of Christmas. I hated Christmas so much because that's all I'd heard about for months. Anyone in the world of television will tell you how much they hate Christmas by the time Christmas comes because you're doing all your Christmas stuff in blooming August. And now it's being forced on us on the high street. Oh, I don't know what it's coming to. I really don't. But anyway, <laughs> Christmas is in Oxford Street. Tell me about the most annoying things about that on 0845 609973. Uh, text me on 84850. Christo at LBC co.uk if you want to drop me a line um a few other things around this morning that i'd like to throw out there to you and uh, you can have a conversation with me and the rest of london about um the cycle hire scheme over the weekend of course you might have been out and about in our city uh, had a few teething problems at first where uh, boris has had to refund um, some of the money that was paid uh, by you uh, because of the fact that people couldn't get them back in their docks. 
I don't know if you knew about this story, but over the weekend, if you've been listening to LBC, we were featuring it as well. If you uh, used the cycle scheme, you couldn't. it was very difficult, apparently, to get the bicycles back in their docks, um, which meant that some people were going to be charged the full £300, which is the cost of one of these bikes, because uh, they would think that you hadn't returned it. So that's one of the teething problems. You know, so in fairness, fair play to Boris for saying, well, we'll give you back the money or we, we, won't, uh, we won't charge you for them. But um, I'd love to know whether you use them over the weekend, whether you saw anyone else using them. Uh, do you think it's a good thing for our city? Are they practical? Are the locations good? Are you near to one of the locations? 08456060973. Because one of the most bizarre things about this cycle scheme in my opinion, is the fact that there, there are none of them near any tube stations or, like, outside any major transport hubs because they thought, well, if they put them outside a, a rail station, they said that, that, that too many people might use them and there won't be any bikes for anyone. Which, to me, does somewhat defeat the object. I ride a bike around the city, and while I was on my bike the other day, I was riding along, I think it was Kennington Road or Kennington Lane, and there's one there... There's a, there's a docking station there, but nowhere near Lambeth North Tube and nowhere near Kennington Tube Station as well. Which, to me, seems a bit ridiculous. My suspicion is they don't want people getting off at major transport hubs and then getting on bikes and then not spending more money on public transport. That's what I think. Uh, but did you use them? Do you think it's a good thing? Uh, do you know people who use them? Did you have any glitches? Could you get them back in the docks? I, d- I don't know anything about this docking thing. But uh, if you did, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, 08456060973. Another story as well is about neighbours. Now, I don't know what it is in London, but no one really talks to their neighbours. I don't know if you find that, but I don't talk to mine. I I lived in Clapham before I moved to Brixton and had all my housing problems that if you listen to my Saturday night show, you'll hear about constantly. But um, the UK is a nation of curtain-twitching busybodies, according to a survey released today. I don't know if I believe that, because when I did live in Clapham, I didn't meet my neighbours in the six years I lived next door to them. I'm proud to say, because in London, I think we don't like to talk to our neighbours. Nearly half of those quizzed admitted to regularly snooping on our neighbours, and over a fifth, 23%, admitted to listening through walls and looking through other people's mail. Women are nosier than men, with 47% claiming to monitor their neighbours by looking through the windows of their house or checking out their social network accounts. This is now, this is odd to me. That statistic itself, how can women be nosier than men if it's 47% of them? Because surely men would make up the 53%. Unless, you know, there's some people who are perhaps not gender-specific who were also surveyed. I don't know. Um, But I'd love to know whether you do encounter your neighbours, whether you snoop on them. You you, you don't need to give your real name or or tell us where you're really from. Have you ever been snooped on? What's the worst thing you've ever encountered from your neighbour? Or the best thing? Celebrate your neighbour if you want. 08456060. 973 is the number to call with your stories about your London neighbours. Uh, John, though, is in Enfield. Morning to you, John. Good morning. How are you today? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'd like to talk about these bikes, what they're putting around London. Oh, right. Uh, I, I mean, basically, I drive around... I drive for a major uh, 
chauffeur company in London, and I see bikes on the road every day. Yeah. What concerns me is that people can hire these bikes, but they've got no helmets to wear. God, I mean, that's true, isn't it? You know, they're, I... they're quite dangerous. I mean, I see every hmm. every week at least two or three people uh, have accidents on bikes. Um, problem being is as well is that if you have an accident on if, if a bike hits a it's a car or a pedestrian hits a car, there's no insurance. Uh, my fiance uh, got hit by a bike and it smashed her windscreen and her car. I mean, and, and her bonnet. She had to claim off her own insurance for that. For, you know. I think it's very dangerous. One, that they don't have no crash helmets. And secondly, bikes don't have no sort of insurance. They sh- as far as I, I really think that, they should have some sort of insurance. If they hit a pedestrian, hmm. they've got no one to claim off of. But that would be the case for anyone who's riding a bike. That's not, that's not anything to do yeah. with the, 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 the cycle hire scheme. You just think bikes in general need to, well, to be more accountable. Well, yeah, bikes in general. And, I, and, and honestly, I, I think that it's not safe. I mean... How many more accidents are going to be because they're not wearing helmets? I mean, a lot of these people who will be hiring these bikes may not ride a bike in London or never rode on a bike in London before or don't have much experience of riding bikes. They're getting straight on the road. I think it's really, really dangerous. No, I think that too, actually. I do. I, I, what, I, what I worry about is the fact that, that although tourism is a great thing in our city, people will be getting on bicycles who, as you say, perhaps aren't familiar with London's roads, aren't familiar with cycling. They'll think, oh, we'll give that a go and uh, end up in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I see so many bikes go through red lights in London every day. Mm. You know, I, I mean, and these are people who have been riding bikes for quite a long time. I mean, you know, for you novice who gets on one of these bikes, you know, without a crash helmet, I think it's terrible. I can see more accidents happening. And say so what, you think they need to be insured? Because, you know, if they, if they bring in some sort of insurance for bikes or some sort of training or something like that, you know everyone's going to be saying that we're being unenvironmentally friendly and we're putting people off cycling. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but what about the people that have their cars damaged and, mm. you know, and they've got nobody to claim from? I should let you know, I am a cyclist, by the way, John. I am yeah, kind of in favour right. of bikes. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody should have... I mean, you know, you should have some sort of test before you ride these bikes. An actual, like, proper test, you think? Yeah. A basic test, you know, a bit, you know, common sense test. Something, you know, to ride a bike. I mean, I really do think it's absolute dangerous that you can ride a bike without a helmet. I mean, would you, would you, would you let your kids ride a bike around London without any helmets on? No, not, not a chance. I don't think I'd allow my kids to, I I don't think you should, personally, I think you need to ride a bike like you're a car driver. Because I'm I'm a car driver and it was only once I've driven around London in a car that I realised that I could ride a bike. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, prior to that, couldn't do that at all because uh, you need to think like a car driver. Well, exactly right, and I, you know, I, 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 I just be amazed that they're letting people ride these bikes without helmets. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. John in Enfield, thank you very much. That's fight and talk from John there. Apparently, if you're going to use this cycle hire scheme, you need to have some compulsory training. You need one for a scooter, compulsory basic training if it's over a certain CC, but surely. A bike is just the same. I don't know. You tell me. 0845 6060 You can text me on 84850. Christo at lbc.co.uk. Christo here with early breakfast. Steve Allen's early breakfast. He is taking a rare day off. I'm here with you till 7. The time now, 5.15. Now the headlines. HSBC, which hasn't received government support, is expected to report profits of around £5.5 billion for the first half of this year. Later this week, banks, including those bailed out, are expected to say they're also back in profit. 
Crucial talks aimed at averting more strikes by British Airways cabin crew are due to be held later. And a man arrested after a suspected parcel bomb was sent to MI6's headquarters in London has been charged with drugs offences. London's travel now. Here's, here's Matt James. And I'm Christo here with you till seven. In for Steve Allen. Steve Allen is taking a very rare day off. So I'm here uh, in for early breakfast. Hope you're well. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, we're talking about your neighbours in London. Apparently uh, many, many of us are uh, snooping on our neighbours constantly in this city. Nearly half of Britons snoop on our neighbours. We're curtain-twitching busybodies. Uh, so I'm talking about whether you get on with your neighbours, you have you snooped on them, what's the best and worst thing that's ever happened between you and your neighbours? 08456060973. Uh, we're talking as well about the bike hire scheme, championed by Boris Johnson, but do you think it's working with the first weekend that it's been in use across our city? A few glitches. Apparently getting them back in their docking station is something that's quite tough. Um... Anyone who tried to uh, hire the bikes over the weekend got them for free because otherwise they'd be charged £300. Because if you don't put it back in properly, then apparently you get charged the full amount. I mean, I'd love to know what you think of that. £300? Hmm, a lot of money if you ask me. But uh, then we had a call just before we had the headlines there saying that anyone who rides a bike should have some sort of test. Insurance. Do you agree with that? More of us are going to be riding our bikes now across our city. Have your say on uh, LBC 97.3. Also, we're talking about Christmas in Selfridges, because now the Christmas store in Selfridges has opened today, Um, which depresses me greatly that we're going to be bombarded with Christmas. It gets earlier every year, and I know I'm sounding like my dad by saying that, but it does. And you know, the 1st of November, it's always those big Argos adverts and DFS, spectacular Christmas sale, or all these kinds of things. When will DFS's sale ever end? Do you think, does DFS ever not have a sale? It's constant. Um, so we'll talk about that. And also, I don't know if you heard in the headlines as well, uh, there's another story I quite like for today, that um, visitors and workers in central London will be able to lose themselves in a maze which has been installed in Trafalgar Square as part of a promotion of the West End. Each lane is named after a London place and tells you something about the area. So, if you'd like to name a lane based on where you live in London or a part of London you might know and give me a sentence to sum that place up, then I would love to hear it. 84850 on the text, Christo at lbc.co.uk. For instance, Brixton, harassment from dealers comes for free, because frankly it does. Um, Also, Clapham, yummy mummies with their money, perhaps, would be an ideal word to describe them. Um, Here is a really strange idea, but uh, how about actually just having Trafalgar Square as just Trafalgar Square for a change. Every single day, when you try and get round that blooming square, there's something happening. There's some sort of event, which means you just can't get to your destination or continue with your day. Now it's a maze. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't we just have it as Trafalgar Square? Just a square? Where people just go and it's just a square? There's always an event. 
Um, 08456060973 if you'd like to talk to me this morning. Um, thank you very much indeed for your company. Time is 20 past five and Trevor is in Rochester. Morning to you, Trevor. Good morning. Um, these bikes, mm-hmm. it just occurred to me. Normally, if, if I got hit by a bike so I was on the pavement, the, it would be anonymous. I wouldn't know anything about the rider or the owner. Mm-hmm. With these bikes, we know that they're owned by Boris or Boris's organisation. So if I got hit on the pavement, would I have any sort of claim against Boris's organisation? In the same way that um, in your car, uh, the DVLA will come after the registered owner of the car, regardless of the driver. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, but the the defence there, I totally see what you're getting at, and and that does imply a level of accountability. But the the defence there will be that, well, it could be one of 6,000 bikes that hit you. Yeah, but that's not my problem. That would be Boris's problem or Boris's organisation's problem. I I just wonder whether I'd have any claim against the the organisation itself. Well, look, if there's anyone in the legal uh, industry that's listening and they can maybe give us some insight into that, then I'd love uh, to hear from you. because they will say that. They'll say, well, it could have been anyone. There's no registration on there, is there? There's nothing, there's nothing to tell you who was who riding. So that if you did yeah. get in touch with Boris, he, I love the fact we're talking about getting in touch with Boris directly as well. <laughs> we'll, we'll call him directly and ask him. Is, is there any vicarious responsibility on the owner? That's what I'm getting at, as there is on, on the car. You know, they, they don't care who was driving the, the car. They'll just come after the registered owner of the car. Well, we know the owner of the bike. Yeah, true, but the problem is... Yeah, we know. Yeah, true. I know what you're saying, but but yeah. also, if you're in a car, they'll go over the, after the owner of the car. But it's the driver who is really at fault, and isn't that the same well, principle on the bike? Well, the point is, if you if you say that you don't know who the driver is, yeah. they'll still come after you. That's what. Do you see the point yeah, I'm making? I, I see the point. I just don't know whether it. Uh, I don't know whether it would hold any water legally. Mm, it'd be I interesting mean, to know if we've got any lawyers. Are you are you a bike rider yourself? I ride a motorbike, and I'm afraid I'm not very uh, fond of pedal cyclists. No, why, why not? Aren't all you two-wheel, two-wheelers supposed to stick together? Well, you know, if you're sitting on the left-hand lane in a left-hand lane turn indicating left, mm. and a bicycle comes up between you and the pavement and goes straight on as the lights change, you know, they're, 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 just, they're just lunatics. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying there, but, but yeah. isn't that the well, minority you know, you of cyclists? No, well, I, I see far more stupidity on, on cyclist parts than almost anybody else. The other thing I've noticed, everyone's got their most unfavourite transport. You know, people don't like buses, yeah. lorry drivers, taxis, whatever. Everybody, any, every category, I've had courteousness displayed to me. They've, they've stopped to let me out. They've, mm. um, they've made a gap in the traffic. They let me change lanes or whatever. I've never, ever had a courteous display from a, a cyclist. Ne- what, never, ever in your... In- How long never, have you been driving? In- since 1966. <laughs> You've never in... in how, never, how many years is that? Let me do math. 44 years. Yeah, I've never, ever had a courteous display from a cyclist. They are totally self-centred. But I am a cyclist, Trevor, and I take objection to that. Well, um, maybe you're the exception. <laughs> Thank you. take exception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exception to take exception. Well, I, I tell you what, when I have ridden a bike, yeah. I've been more afraid of other cyclists than I have of traffic because they, uh, I, I haven't driven a push bike for ages, mainly... One of the reasons was because, um, as a fairly tentative push bike, I was always getting uh, other push bikes wanted the bit of road that I was in and would just drive at me. 
So I, d- I don't think they're courteous even to each other. There, do you know what? There is as well, Trevor, a bit of competitiveness when you're riding your bike. With uh, yeah. you know, you, you will be. I'll, I'll pootle along quite nicely on my bike. And you will, you, it, it's almost like some sort of a, there's a hierarchy. And I, I think it's based on the amount of lycra you're wearing. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's I'll, my I'll theory. The less lycra you're wearing, the lower down the food chain of cycling you are. Yeah, yeah. Because you will get people speeding past you. It's almost like they are on motorbikes because they're going yeah. so fast. And unfortunately, they haven't got the stopping power that a motorbike's got. Oh, really? What, so you think that the, 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 there's actually a danger from that point of view? Uh, well, in my view, most uh, many of the sort of cyclists you're talking about, those competitive ones, are driving right on the ragged edge of control. If anything happens, they mm. they, they really are um, that old expression, riding furiously. That used to be what they got you for on a bike, wasn't it? Riding furiously. Um, you know, if you're pushing every last ounce of speed on a bike, mm. you can't stop that quickly. But surely that's, not, surely that's not the case now that we've got these fantastic and, uh, you know, wonderful cycle superhighways. I love that shade of blue. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's one right outside where I work. It's nice, nice shade. I, don't, I, I haven't had much experience of, of using them. Uh, basically, what um, they did was they just painted a bit of the road blue and they called it a cycle superhighway. <laughs> yeah, and they made it a bit bigger. Uh, well, um, I, what I loved about that was that, that they closed the big junction at Kennington, uh, where it meets Brixton Road, and they oh. had that closed overnight for a while, which meant that there was so much congestion that all the cars around there were just pumping fumes into the atmosphere, which meant that, that thank God, we caused more pollution in order to, to, to get our cycle superhighway. Yeah, uh, that hadn't escaped my notice either. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Trevor, yeah. thank you very much indeed. Trevor in Rochester. Oh, come on now, you must be a cyclist. You can't just have me stand up for cyclists here. Trevor, in the 44 years he's been driving, has never in his life encountered a polite cyclist. So that's what Trevor said. And then we also had a caller earlier saying that uh, uh, cyclists should have insurance, registration, all these kinds of things. If you're a cyclist, I would love to hear from you. Perhaps you're one of the Lycra Brigade. And, uh, you know, you're at the top of the cycling food chain because you're literally, you're, 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 you're head to toe in a unitard. Either way, 0845 is the number to call. You can text me on 84850. Email me christo at uk. A uh, few texts. Um, we know now why Steve is absent. He must be purchasing the donkey for his front garden. Yes. The reason, the reason we got that text, if you're scratching your head, is because as part of the uh, Selfridges Christmas store that is opening today, one of the purchases you can make, which is a must for any household if you ask me, is a life-sized donkey. What says more than the spirit of Christmas than a life-sized donkey? I mean, really? So that's where Steve is. Thank you very much indeed for that text. I don't know if that's where Steve is, but we'll presume that. Um, and Steve's taken a sickie. I bet he's got lost in that new maze from Darren. Quite possibly. We've got a maze and a Christmas store opening in London today. Maybe they're the one and the same thing. Uh, we're talking bikes. We're talking nosy neighbours. And lots, lots more. My name's Christo. I'm in for Steve Allen. Here with you until 7am. BC 97.3. Christo. Christo. Call 0845 6060 973.
Yes, my name's Christo, here with you till seven. In for Steve Allen with Early Breakfast. Thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Steve's taking a day off. Yes, unheard of in radio, but he is. Uh, you can text me on 84850. You can call me as well. I know that you may not be used to calling this time of the morning, but I'm more than happy to speak to you on 0845 6060973. I haven't heard from you about your neighbours. Nearly half of us snoop on our neighbours, apparently. And um, apparently a fifth of us admit to listening through walls and looking through other people's mail. So um, I would love to hear from you if that's something you've ever done or the best uh, or worst experiences you've had with your neighbours in London on 08456060973. When I was growing up, we had terrible neighbours. I won't, I won't say their names. But they once threw eggs at the back of our house. They totally did. Because, you know, we were building an extension and they didn't like it. They all got very, very nasty. And then when we went out one day and there were eggs all over the back of our house. And my mum, she went round there, pretty much with her rolling pin, and said to the neighbour, said, what's going on? And you know what the neighbour said? I won't give you a name. I really shouldn't. But she said, oh, uh, it must have been the squirrels. That was the defence. And my mum was like, what? So the squirrels went and, uh, and took the eggs out of your fridge, did they? And then walked along the fence and chucked them at the back of our garden. Uh, <laughs> so that's the worst thing that's ever happened um, with neighbours. We're also talking as well about Boris Johnson's cycle hire scheme. You've had the weekend now to digest it. Do you think the locations are right? Did you have problems docking the bikes? Um, which has got us talking about whether bikes should be regulated somehow, whether they should be registered, whether they should have insurance, and uh, about cycling in our city in general on 08456060973. You can text me on 84850, email me christo at uk. Stan, on the 18th Hello, morning to you, Stan. Hello, mate. How are you doing? All right. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, those bikes do have, uh, I'll reg- I'll, I've got a number on it, but it's on the, um, I don't know what you call it, the cross, not the crossbar, you know, the thing that joins the two sets of wheels together, that, that is, I think that, that, yeah, is that the crossbar? I think so. No, it's not a crossbar, that's the thing you hold, isn't it? I'm talking about the, uh, no, those the, the that, Yeah, that's the handlebar you hold, the crossbar is the bit that goes across the whole bike. Oh, well, it might, must be that then, yeah, there's a number there, but it's... Subtle, it, they're like a bluey type colour and it's in grey, so it's very hard to see. And if someone hits your motor and dry, r- rides off, you've got no recognition of or a chance of ever seeing it side on because it's the only way you can tell the number of the bike is side on. It's side and, on, yeah, as in you've got to look at the bike from the side, mm. that's where the number is. Um, so you know, at the end of the day, people have got anyone who's listening to this who's driving in in a car has got to be aware that. If anyone hits the, their car in a cycle, not just this highest steam, but basically anyone, you're going to lose your no-claims bonus for the simple reason is most, most 99.9% of cyclists are not insured. Then you've got to go after that person and personally. Um, then you've got to take it through a civil court. And most insurance companies go, like, they can't be bothered doing it. And the, the insurances in London are starting to go up. There's a, a guy I know in the insurance industry... And he said it's starting to go up because of the amount of claims that cyclists are involved, where cyclists have come along, you're turning left, they've hit your car, they've dented the car, you can't claim off them, it's knock for knock, and things like that. And it's, it's terrible. And, I, and when you're talking about that lovely colour blue, mm. that's Barclays blue. It's the biggest bit of cheap 
um, the cheapest bit of um, advertising ever sold. They're saying they got 25 mil for it, but every time they talk about this hire scheme, it's Barclays this, Barclays that. And they've painted half of London blue. Yeah, Barclays I have. I blue. Think, so do you think, because it is Barclays Cycle Superhighway as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, and they've sold it for 25 mil. And the thing is, is that it's costing Londoners, no matter where you live in London, £140 million pounds to have this thing done. The cycles were all bought in Canada. Hmm. Nothing, there was no jobs generated in this country. At the end of the day, it's Boris's little pet, pet love. He, he's a cyclist. He's rich enough to live in an area where he can cycle to work, where the vast majority of people, working-class Londoners, have got to get on the bus and come in. And all buses are being so, slowed down by what we now call Tobies, toss on bikes. That's all they are, toss on bikes, because they can afford to live in the areas where they've forced working class people out of, like Battersea, like Clapham, like Islington, Bermondsey. They've all moved in, outpriced the normal person who's had to move I, out. I, 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 I guess that, in. I'm one of those people. You know, I bought, well, I bought, I bought, I'm not rich. I'm so, my God, Stan, I'm so not rich. Where do you live then? I live in Brixton. Well, that's an up-and-coming area. That's it's up-and-coming, yeah, yeah, I love the fact yeah. that you, you didn't but, include but, that, did you, in the old uh, <laughs> Tops of Bikes? No, but, that, that is on its way. That's one of those strange areas where mm. you can turn down one street and you're in inferior life, you turn down another street and you think you're in yuppie land. It, you know it's, what, it's, that, that could be the line you give for Brixton, because you know about this, this <laughs> maze that is being in Trafalgar Square, and each lane of the maze is being named after uh, a place in London and then uh, gives you a fact about it. So that could be your fact about Brixton, couldn't it? Brixton, you don't know. You could be in fear of your life, or uh, what was the other thing you said? In yuppie land. In yuppie land. <laughs> there we it are. It is. <laughs> and and I that, love that, that, that is the thing with the cyclists. Is, is the vast majority. It's like me. I used to live in Bermondsey, and we all laughed about. We all joke about how it, we spent all our lives trying to get out of Bermondsey. Now we can't afford to move back. <laughs> it, it's because they all want to walk across London Bridge. They want to get on their cycles. Boris's house is worth, what, £2 million pound in his own? Mm. You go back to when I was a kid, you couldn't give them houses away. No, now that's, a, that's, a, that's the same as Clapham. That's the same as Clapham. That's the same as Clapham. Absolutely right. Clapham's lovely now, but it was a dust hole. It really was at one stage. But now, it's the new... They call, do you know how they sell Battersea and, and um, Clapham around those areas, the estate agents? They call them South Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, they they call it South Chelsea. How crazy is that? Didn't, but when um, you think, there's, there's always that thing as well that, that, that Streatham is actually St. Reatham. Yeah, <laughs> and they call Bermondsey that Beaumontsey. <laughs> and they change Surrey Dock Station to Surrey Keys. <laughs> how far up their own bottoms are these people? And yeah, the but then you can't, you, you can't blame cycling for all of that. No, 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 I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that the people that can afford to live in these areas are the ones that get on the bikes and people down. My, it takes my mum nearly 20 minutes more. She has to get the bus before now, because in the bus lane, it's full of cyclists. Now, what you've got to remember is when the lights change and all the cyclists flood to the front of the lights where there's that soppy green thing in the, in the, in the front... Yeah. Buses and everyone else can own... And everyone else can only get away from those lights slowest cyclist. Now, if you just put 6,000 cyclists on the road who do not and haven't rode a bike for donkey's years, it's taking so long to get through a set of lights. You go to Holborn and it takes you like two cars can get through a set of lights. And they're wondering about congestion in London. They're wondering about the carbon footprint. At the end of the day, it's about trying to get 
um, the, the roads moving, not slowing them up, not saying, oh, let's everyone get on their bike. Yeah, yeah we'll get me an ass close to London where I can. Stan, is it about that anymore, though? Because, frankly, they don't want to make it easier for drivers in London. They don't want people to go, oh, my God, it's amazing driving around the city. It's so easy. They, no, they, they no, don't no. want that anymore. And I know how they do it, because if you go down Fleet Street, there's an island just past um, Salisbury Court, and it's next to the bus stop. So when the bus stops, no one can get on or, or pass the bus. No, as people are getting on the bus, no one can pass it, because every, all the cars come behind it, and they can't go around it because there's an island. If you move that island two or three metres further on, mm. every, all the traffic will flow. At the end of the day, they're talking about a carbon footprint in London, and they're making it worse. And, and at the end of the day, we're losing 455 police officers this year in, uh, with the cuts that Boris has done. But Boris's little hobby has cost £140 million. How many policemen could you employ for that? Because it's his little his hobby, and he's the cyclist, and every time he goes on the tour, he's got, you know, I'm on the cover mayor, and I'm going to make everyone get on boats and sail down the Thames. Stan, I'm a cyclist, and you're making me anti-cycling. I can't bear this any longer. I'll tell you now, I'll tell you now, they love going out there, and in, like, um, on Friday when there was the big launch, that yeah. all the London radio stations were out there, all having them um, patting each other on the back, and everyone was saying how great it's like, go out there and talk to the people on the pavement on the roads. People at the the other 99% of people in London who have to get to and from work, go and ask them about cyclists. And I'll tell you something, you'll be, they are, the bankers are second now, that is the most hated in London. The cyclists are right up the top there. They are there. There's, I saw a woman, she was walking across the road in Tooley Street, and she had two copies in her hand. Yeah. And this, it did make me chuckle, but this cyclist come past me through a red set of lights, and he, I, I, they talk about the speed limit. He must have been going past faster than that and he took these cups out of her hand didn't do it intentionally he could have took her out but it was just luckily that she was holding the coffees just slightly in front of her she was soaked and he carried on now if you had number plates on cycles to me i would make every single cyclist hmm. have a number plate on his bike right and you register it in london it'll cost you 15 20 pounds right a year and even if they could throw in a third party insurance with that now what would that do is if you go through a set of lights and they're red you will be a, you'll be nicked for that, and if you own a, a car license, if you're a, a motorist, you'll get three points on your license. That'll stop them doing that straight away. If you go on the pavement, mm. you get the same. You'll be treated as if you're a motorist. You'll get three points on your license. Yeah, but then we, would, then, then we wouldn't be able to avoid the red lights though by going on the pavement. Stan, thank you very much indeed. Now I just had to say that. Because I, 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 and then, and then I've got rid of Stan because I think he might have exploded at the thought. I said the fact that I said, said that. Um, well, there we go. We had a lot. We've got a lot to dissect there from Stan's uh, vitriol. <laughs> um, so, do you think that cyclists are the most hated in London? No, that's not true. And also, you can't blame cyclists for the rise in property prices in places like Battersea and Clapham. You know, we can blame cyclists for a lot. And as a cyclist myself. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll agree that there are some things that cyclists do that are quite annoying. But, you know, make <laughs> blame them for the, the, the rise in house prices across. I think, I think that's a far stretch, don't you? You know, I don't know if they're the most hated. So, right, I, I do have a theory, and I'm just going to share something with you. And I'm not endorsing anyone else doing this. But there have been times that as a cyclist myself, I have gone through the odd red light. And I'll tell you why. There is a theory, there's a method to my madness here. If I am at a red light, 
and I'm surrounded by four juggernauts and three cars and everything else and people turning left, people turning right. You know, when, when, when the light goes green, I don't want to be in that scrum as a cyclist. I don't. So what I'll do is I'll wait till I see the other side is still, it goes red. And then in that, that split second gap, I'll go forward and cycle off. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that. And I realise that it's a bit naughty that I do that. But it's because I don't want to end up in the scrum. So I'd love to know whether that's something you do. And also let's defend the cyclist. Come on, don't leave it to me. You're going to be better at it than me. 08456060973. Let me do a couple of texts. Apparently there is a docking station, I stand corrected, about a five-second walk from Lambeth North Underground. So my comment about not having them near stations isn't true from Gillian Waterloo. Yeah, but true, but the big, the big transport hubs don't have them. I remember that was a big thing, wasn't it? Charing Cross does apparently now. Really? Is it this just being... I remember reading it. I did. I read that they weren't going to be at major hubs, but now everyone's correcting me on that. Well, thank you. If you're hit by one of these bikes, you could take the bike off them, dock it 24 hours later, and they get fined £300 from Steve in Wilsdon. Thank you, Steve, for that suggestion of vigilante law. We don't endorse that. Um, you really, you have to really slam the front wheel into the docking stations to activate the off-hire facility, thus costing uh, extra expense. Um, anyway, in my view, bike riders are pests. Oh, God, no one likes bike riders. They should pay to be on the roads. They break every rule in the book, showing the green card, claiming that they are right. Yeah, right. Do you agree with what you've heard this morning? 08456060973. Uh, text me on 84850christo at lbc.co.uk. The time now, 5.45. London's headlines. HSBC is expected to report later this morning that it made around £5.5 billion profit in the first half of this year. More than 1,100 people have now died in heavy flooding in Pakistan and tens of thousands more are still trapped by the water. And there may still be 145 days to go, but Selfridges is unveiling its Christmas range later. The flagship store on Oxford Street unveils its festive products six days earlier than last year. Name's Christo, in for Steve Allen, here on LBC 97.3. Steve's taking uh, the day off, so uh, I'm here with you. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Lovely to uh, be speaking to you. 0845 60 if you'd like to join the conversation. 84850 Christo at Um We're talking about a few things. The cycle hire scheme and cycling in London in general. How are you finding it? How you feel about 6,000 more cyclists being on our roads? Um, but how you found it over the weekend? Whether you had trouble docking these bikes? Um, whether you've seen them all crop up near where you live? Uh, whether you think it's a good idea now you've seen more cyclists on our roads? Um, you know the number to call if you'd like to join that conversation. Also, the maze in Leicester Square. and uh, Trafalgar Square, sorry. And... The fact that each lane of the maze is being named after a part of London with a fact about that part. So I've been asking you to give me a place in London and come up with a fact about that place. A um, bit tongue-in-cheek if you want to. Covent Garden equals Chubby Chavs Alley, apparently. Um, according to Diana in WC2. Chubby Chavs in Covent Garden? Is that true? <laughs> 
I don't know. Um, but if you'd like to do that, then uh, 84850 on the text. And also, um, the fact that Christmas is coming 145 days too early in Selfridges. And can we just talk about how depressing that is for us all, please? Six days earlier than last year. Why, do we, why, why bother stopping Christmas? Why don't we just keep it going throughout the entire year? Why bother stopping? The 25th of every month could be Christmas Day. And th- that would resolve it, wouldn't it? That would solve it. Um, Phil on the M25, you want to talk about cyclists, don't you, and whether and, and that kind of thing. Phil, yes, are you there? Um, morning. Yeah, morning, uh, Christoph. Uh, I've done the CFL website regarding this bike hire. And when you look under the insurance section, you'll see that each cycle is insured for £2,000. So if you actually damage a vehicle, you will be paid out because the hire is responsible for the £250 excess on the insurance policy with those bikes. So you're saying that you could actually claim if someone hits you, if you're hit by a bike? Yeah, because each of those bikes got its own individual number. Hmm. And they will repair your vehicle according to the website. Well, it doesn't actually say they will repair it, but that actual bike is insured for up to £2,000 worth of damage. But you've got to try and get the number of the person, and then also that person then has to uh, accept that they damaged your car. Yeah, that's true. But obviously, like, when the uh, hirer has the bike out, obviously they are registered with TFL. Mm-hmm. So then the TFL uh, would know who the hirer was at the time because the bike is in their care at that time. So That's going to be the next step in this, isn't it? Someone's going to have their car damaged by someone on the cycle hire scheme, and then they're going to take TFL to court, aren't they? Well, that's it, because they will have the number of the bike. And but, I mean, I mean, if they don't get the number of the bike, they're going to want some sort of accountability. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Do you think but, it's you know, a good thing? Like, Do you think it's, it's a good thing for our city? I think it's excellent. Oh, I'm glad no, you're I defending mean, I, cyclists. What? what well, why? I'm well, I'm a taxi driver, and I just think, well, sometimes when I stop in London, like sometimes I come into town with my wife and we go shopping, and, you, and you're, you're on the West End, and you think you want to get to Harwich, and you think, well, I've got to get on the bus or get in the cab and sit in the traffic. And I just think, well, if you could just jump on one of these bikes, you're in charge of your own destiny, hmm. and you can get there in your own free time. But what about what Stan was saying earlier, essentially that, that, that cyclists are the root of all evil and that actually uh, it's not very safe having so many on the roads. It's not, you know, all these, all these things. You probably heard Stan's call earlier, um, yeah. you know, basically tearing apart uh, this cycle scheme and cyclists in general. What do you make of all of that? Well, I just think there are a lot of people that are anti-bike out there. You know, I, I, you know there are cyclists that, you know, have no consideration, but then that's the same with drivers. Some drivers you Yeah, there are. There is nothing worse than bad driving or bad cycling in our city. It can ruin your day. It can absolutely ruin your day. Yeah, that's right. But I'm amazed, though, Phil. You're 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 a man going against your 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 breed because you're you're a cabbie who likes cyclists. I don't think I've ever encountered such a thing. (laughs) Well, I cycle very occasionally when I'm at home, but I don't generally do it on the streets. I generally go sort of over Lee Valley area around lakes and things like that, but I've never really cycled in the West End, but it doesn't put me off. Now there's a cycle scheme, I would probably use it, so I'm going to register probably next week when I come back from a holiday, so... Phil, on the M25, thank you very much indeed for that. 0845 6060 973. Uh, you can text me on 84850. 
Email me, Christo at lbc.co.uk. 6,000 journeys were made on Friday um, when uh, the scheme uh, was first introduced. Um, and 12,000 of you have paid £3 for this key that allows you to hire the bike at a cost of £1 for 24 hours, £5 for seven days, or £45 for a year. Journeys of 30 minutes or less are free of charge. Um, John is in Sydenham. Morning, John. Morning, Crystal. How are you? Fine, thanks. What would you like to say? It's about the Boris bikes. Mm. They do have a, a number on it. It's a five-figure number on some of these. I've seen on all of them. Mm-hmm. Where I work, Chancery Lane and that, there's, they've got a five-figure number on them. So they may be registered to the keyholder when they put the key in, it'll probably register on their computer that he's got that bike. Because but you is know it easy I, to see this? Because I've had conflicting texts and calls about this, that some people are saying no, this number can only be... five-figure number. Is it big, though? Is, could you see it if you're driving past it, or if you were side-by-side at lights? Could it be that easily you seen? Need to know, no, you, you need to know where it looks. It's on the bottom part of the bike, on the frame. Hmm. But it, uh, how big are the numbers? I'd say about an inch... Okay. An inch and a half. So big enough that you could be beside it at lights, look out your window, and, and, and if you knew yeah. where to look, to see the number clearly. So maybe that's uh, registered mm. when you put your key in. Oh, undoubtedly it must be, because if if that bike doesn't get returned, which is the problems they had this weekend, yeah. that's how they know who has got that bike, isn't it? Because, you know, if, if, if bike number sweet. 74 hasn't gone back, then they know to charge that person for it. So that must be... Yeah. So, so, so. Therefore, if if that bike happens to hit you or or or, or something yeah. along those lines, then if you do make a note of that number, they're going to know the person. That's right. That's what I would say, Crystal. Anyway, you know. So you just need to be eagle-eyed and make a note of that number. Yeah. Well, John, thank you very much indeed. Apparently, the number's big. I didn't know that. Um. As a pedestrian, I encounter cyclists all the time and agree with your callers so far. They never stop for me on a crossing, whether governed by lights or zebra. They ride on pavements and on the Thames towpath so fast it makes a potentially lovely walk really uncomfortable. Not good role models for children. God, cyclists are being blamed for everything. Absolutely everything. Um, Cyclists ride faster than cars on pavements, harassing pedestrians in pedestrian areas. They don't acknowledge our need to cross a road, yet expect instant access to all areas. Edgware Road, with its wide pavements, have none of Boris's bikes, yet Covent Garden, with its tiny streets, are inundated with them, as well as rickshaws and motorbike bays outside residential blocks of flats. Drury Lane is a rat run for them. The noise is horrendous. We have huge heavy lorries and tourist coaches which can't even turn corners and so it's congested it's so congested with parking. Red lights are for pedestrians to cross the road. And that's from Diana. That's the rest of Diana's text uh, from earlier in WC2. Um, Stan, a lot of support for Stan's call. Stan, who gave a five-minute tirade, blaming cyclists from everything, from... I don't know. <laughs> the economic meltdown. House prices rising. I don't know. Our, our lack of Eurovision success. Probably. Um, Stan is 100% right about cyclists. They have no consideration for anyone else. Stan was fantastic. He should call in more often. 
Couldn't be more right about all of his comments. Uh, <laughs> what I want to know is how many lycras had to be slaughtered for their skins just to make a single pair of shorts or a vest. Cyclists should be ashamed. Thank you for that text on 84850. Uh, the only thing worse than cyclists is Bentley drivers. They seem to think that there's a different set of rules for them. And that's from uh, Darren. And uh, do a quick email. Um, Dave pointing out in Rain Park that uh, each bike has a visual number that can be clearly seen. And Dean is saying, we have a problem. It's 44 degrees here uh, yesterday and getting hotter. He's from Larnaca in Cyprus. Uh, send some rain, please, from Dean and Gabby. There's a little weather report there from Cyprus. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that. We do like to know what the weather is like in Cyprus. Obviously very necessary for us uh, here in London. Um, I'm here with you until seven o'clock. I'm in for Steve Allen. Uh, lovely to have your company this morning. Steve's taken the morning off. Uh, we'll continue the conversation about cycling and we'll talk uh, about a few other things. Um, CCTV cameras uh, in cars, you know, those uh, smart cars. So all of that coming up here on LBC 97.3. LBC 97.3. Call 0845 6060 Text 84850. Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Christo. Yes, good morning to you. I'm in for Steve Allen this morning. He's taken the morning off. Very rare thing for Steve Allen to do. It's unheard of, actually. There'll be a nuclear war and he'll still be here broadcasting him and the cockroaches. Uh, so I'm here with you till seven. Hope you're well. Thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Uh, talking, well, we were trying to talk about neighbours because apparently many of us snoop on our neighbours. Um, according to a survey released today, nearly half of those quizzed admitted to regularly snooping, reading mail, all those kinds of things. But um, the majority of you... I've wanted to talk about the cycle hire scheme um, and whether you think it's a good thing, the uh, problems that you've found with it. You heard in our headlines there about uh, you have to really, apparently, just uh, use every piece of brute force and strength in your body. That wasn't in the headlines, uh, but you, uh, people who've called the show have said that uh, to get the cycle back in its dock so you don't get charged. Um, so talking about some of the other problems you might have find, found uh, with the scheme... And the benefits of it as well, on 0845 6060 uh, You can text me on 84850, email me christo at lbc.co.uk. But we've also been talking about cycling in general. And a lot of you saying cyclists, the most inconsiderate people in the world, cyclists this morning, mainly from a caller earlier called Stan, have been blamed for everything from the world economic meltdown, poverty, house prices rising and pretty much everything else under the sun. You know, let's blame cyclists for our lack of World Cup success, our lack of Eurovision success, our political system. They can be blamed for everything, seemingly. So uh, whether you'd like to defend the cyclist, I'd love to hear from you, or whether you'd like to continue to slag them off. I am a cyclist, and I think cyclists are all right, you know. Um, though I do believe that if you are a cyclist, on a serious note, you, you probably should have some sort of training or at least have had a driving licence at some point, because you need to be able to be aware of the rules of the road. I think it's slightly worrying that with the cycle hire scheme, you can basically 
never having ever gone on a bike or never even having aware of the 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 road system or what side of the road you go on in this country if you're a tourist you can just get on a bike and ride seems a bit worrying that you can do that um some texts here as a pedestrian oh i've already read that one um the uh, what a pleb that cab driver was we heard from a cab driver earlier saying that cyclists were great which is unheard of what a pleb that cab driver is promoting bikes against getting a cab from rob um there have been numerous times where I've waited for cars to stop in both directions, only to be stopped in my tracks by crazed cyclists whilst walking along zebra crossings. That's from Ronnie in Greenford. Um, before we get to some more calls and texts on this subject, there's another thing I want to talk to you about. Oh, we've also been talking about Maze, by the way, in Trafalgar Square, and um, the fact that each lane is being named after a pace, place in London and giving a fact about that place. So I've been asking you to do that as well. Give us a place in London and give us a fun fact about it. Um, 84855 on the text uk. I'd love your reaction to this story as well and uh, to hear from you if you've ever been fined by one of these little sneaky CCTV cars in our city have you seen them kind of lurking at like you know, one way streets and at no entry signs those little smart cars that have a big camera coming out the roof because these CCTV smart cars are stinging motorists for £8 million a year in parking fines. They park legally at problem spots to film drivers who break the rules. So they can legally actually sit on double yellow lines at places where they can fine you for going on double yellow lines. That's what I find hilarious about these things. Um, 54 cars operated by 31 different councils across the UK caught out almost 200,000 motorists, finding them up to £120 a time. One car in the London borough of Barking and Dagenham hit 14,851 drivers for £660,000. Um, what do you make of these cars? Do you think they're a good thing? Do you think the amount of money that they're generating, revenue, is, 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 is good for our city? Have you ever been stung by one of them? Because... The flip side of that is if they weren't around, you'd probably end up having to pay more in your council tax. But then they'd probably go a lot of the way to funding themselves as well. Um, there's one in Lambeth, which is lurking everywhere. There's a junction on Lark Hall Rise, where there's a little bridge in Lambeth, where there is one sitting all the time. Um, so give me your reaction to that. 84850, um, Christo at Um We'll do a few more texts, and then we'll uh, uh, get to the calls after that. Um, I hope... I don't often drive in London, but often when I do, it's cyclists that I find the most selfish, and I hope that when you're setting off early from the lights, you don't meet someone else breaking the law coming the other way. From Sue in Bromley. Thank you, Sue. Um, Christo, I'm a cyclist, and even I dislike other cyclists. Oh, God. If you're a cyclist and you hate cyclists, then cyclists are scuppered, really, aren't they? They're rude, aggressive and selfish. They dress up in their lycra and all the safety gear, helmet, etc. And then completely disregard the highway code. As for pavement cyclists, grr. If you reprimand them, you get a mouthful of their abuse. Janice in Fulham says that. Rider of an old Dutch-style bike. And on the subject of the cycle higher lanes, uh, the cycle superhighways being blue... We were wondering whether that was Barclays advertising. But uh, Annette, who is in Denmark, said just a quick note to say that the blue colour isn't a free advert for Barclays. 
It's a standard colour used for cycle lanes. We have them here in Denmark, and it's also used elsewhere in Europe. So thank you very much indeed for that. Peter in Rotherhithe. I'm a cyclist and also a driver. Let's face it, the bulk of collisions on the roads are the fault of drivers. I see allegedly professional drivers like black cabs, etc., making illegal turns that put pedestrians at risk. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that. Um, some more texts and emails on their way. And uh, I'd love to have, have some more of your reaction, please, to the fact that CCTV smart cars are stinging you, the motorist, for eight million a year. Come on, we've uh, reprimanded cyclists. Maybe it's time that motorists took uh, an ear bashing from you as well. The time, 6.15. And my name's Christo, here with you until 7 o'clock. I'm in for Steve Allen this morning, talking about uh, cycle hire, how you found it this weekend, how you find cycling in our city generally, and the news that uh, the CCTV smart cars are stinging motorists for £8 million a year in parking fines. Your reaction to that on 0845 973 Terry is in Harlow. Morning, Terry. Uh, good morning, Christo. Never spoke to you before. Nice to speak to you. Lovely to talk to you as well. So you want to talk about cycling, don't you? Yeah, I'm afraid I don't have too many good words to say for cyclists. I, I'm in London Monday to Friday. I deliver early mornings. I've literally five minutes ago just driven out of London on the Kennington High Road. In front of me, there's four cyclists, four abreast, all with the Lycra gear on, totally ignoring red lights and all chatting to each other and just oblivious to anybody else on the road. That is ridiculous and, when cyclists uh, ride side by side. That is absolutely ridiculous. I see it every day. I mean, it's not just in London. I see it on country roads. I see it everywhere. And I, I do about 3,000 miles a week. And uh, the amount of cyclists that you just see on the road, just not even looking to see whether there's a car, whether there's a pedestrian, it's just ridiculous. And in London... I've even seen cyclists weaving through pedestrians on zebra crossings because they can't wait. And it's just ludicrous. So what would you do? Would you have them registered? Would you have them insured? How would you, how would you tackle it? Because I'm sure that this is the minority of cyclists. I'm sure that the majority are, are quite good. Well, I'm sure they are. I mean, I'm a cyclist at home. Um, mm. My partner's a cyclist. My little girl is too. We all use the provided cycle lanes. We, we live in Harlow. Um, which is great. Um, unfortunately, I don't think London is geared up for anything like the cyclists that they're expecting. I mean, it, it, this isn't Cambridge. Cambridge is more geared up for cyclists. Hmm. Um, London is, is, is just horrendous. The roads are too narrow. These cycle lanes that they've put in now, all they've done is reduce the width of the roads, which just creates more problems. True, but something has to be done. I mean... It can't go on the way things are in our city when it comes to congestion. You know, we have to have alternatives. And cycling is a good way of getting around our city. Going around London on two wheels is the best way to get around London. Well, it is a good way, unless you're trying to carry baggage, you're trying to move shopping around. I mean, people aren't going to be able to do that. Well, then um, you just get a rucksack. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, just put a rucksack on. It's quite simple. Well, I'd like to think that everybody thought the way that you did, but I've got a feeling it's not going to work out that way. Terry, thank you very much indeed. Terry in Harlow. Um, Mark has sent a very angry email about Stan's call earlier. Stan blames cyclists for literally every single, single ailment that we have in the world. Um, he called them Tobies. 
uh, toffs on bikes, uh, to driving people out of central London and forcing them to use public transport. Um, I'm not sure where to start, really, from Mark. Uh, his theory about Toby's driving normal people out of central London and forcing them to use public transport is probably his first logic failure. I live in Croydon and have cycle commuted to various sites all over London for the past three and a half years. I'm assuming he's never looked at the cost of public transport, as that certainly isn't cheap. Door-to-door journeys are usually sub one hour, usually trumping public transport, and I get a great bit of exercise morning and evening and actually look forward to my commute. As for the law-breaking riders, they do really annoy me, (laughs) if I change those words, as well as my other law-abiding cycling friends, and we've had argument about this on our internet forums, as they are giving all cyclists a bad name and just reinforcing the negative stereotype of cyclists. From my experience, you get closer to the centre of town. The ratio of red light jumpers is normally about 30 to 40 percent, which would probably be about the same uh, about of motorists who speed or drive whilst on the phone. It may also surprise people to find uh, and stand uh, that cyclists aren't the cause of all the congestion in London. That would be all the motor vehicles on the road. Maybe if he paid attention as he was driving off at the speed of the slowest cyclist, he'd realise that self-same cyclist will most likely filter down between the cars waiting for th- on the other side of the junction and he won't see them again. Also, the whole... God, this is a long email. I'm nearly done. The whole registration insurance system won't fly. Um, what age do you start it from as we have kids and teenagers on bikes, etc.? True, but I think it would be good if there's some training. You should have to have some basic training. I'm sorry, I really do believe that. Because you shouldn't just be allowed to get on the road and ride willy-nilly. Jules in Canary Wharf, what do you make about everything you've heard this morning? Um, mildly concerned that it seems the majority of people calling up are um, anti-cyclists. I mean, I cycle every day to work, um, a half-an-hour journey to and from work, and I see just as many car drivers speed up to get through red lights still talking on mobile phones, um, not considering uh, other road users either. So I just it seems as though that, uh, that it's definitely biased towards the easiest uh, people to sort of single out on the roads as cyclists for uh, road misdemeanours. But I see just as many uh, cars, vans, lorries. Uh, it, it's, it's exceptional in my opinion. Why do you think there's such a feeling of loathing from everyone about cyclists. If, 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 if this phone had been done a few weeks ago, I'm not, so, I'm not sure Boris would have carried on with this scheme. No, you're probably right, but I just think we're, we're an easy target. You know, it's easy for a car to come by and pass just a little bit too close and not think anything of it. Um, it's easy for us to be verbally abused by winding down a window. It, it's, it's just one of those things where we're at the lowest on the pecking order. So, you know, we're, we're bound to get it. But I just think that, you know, if you reverse it and look at how many um, accidents are caused by poor driving versus how many accidents are caused by bad cycling, uh, it, you know, it's, it's minimal, actually. The ratio is very low in terms of cyclists causing accidents uh, compared to cars. Do you think there should be some training or insurance or something? Well, it, insurance, I think it would be near impossible to, to enforce. How, I, I don't know logically how you'd go about that, but training, yes. Um, that was one of my main concerns about the cycle hire scheme was that, you know, any Tom, Dick or Harry could just put his key in and start cycling. But um, it's it, some some form of training would be necessary. But I think it's a little bit too late now. 
Jules, Pandora's, thank you. Pandora's box has been opened up. Well, that is the thing. I think I think that that it's going to uh, lead to lots more people hating cyclists because we're going to have a lot more bad cyclists on the road. Loads yeah. more. Well, uh, hopefully the bad cyclists can follow the good cyclist example, but uh, I hope there's enough of us around to sort of uh, influence that. Jules, I hope so too. Jules and Canary Wharf, thank you very much indeed. Um, the smart car story, by the way, Sneaky Council CCTV smart cars stinging motorists for eight million a year. The one at King's Cross has been there since 2005 and they always park up on double yellow lines themselves. That's the part of that I don't understand. So they park on double yellow lines and junctions where you're not supposed to go in order to catch people doing that. It really does slightly defeat the object, in my opinion. Um, I'm a cyclist. I stopped at South Wimbledon, was run into from behind by another cyclist, who then called me all sorts of names for stopping, from Alan. So not only are motorists now warring on cyclists, but now you're, you're, you're all fighting with each other. Cyclists do not need to learn the rules of the road because most of them ride on the pavements from Joe in Highbury. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, on the subject of neighbours, which we were talking about earlier, our new neighbours are two very nice young men. Um, we were invited in yesterday for drinks. When we got in there, we discovered that they were naturists. Um, and so it was a bit of a shock, but each to their own. Thank you for that. Um... Hi, Christo. Recycling in the States. They have a misdemeanour for jaywalking. Couldn't we apply something similar to unruly cyclists here where they could be stopped and fined? From Mike in Winchmore Hill. Thank you very much indeed for that text on, from Mike. Um, another one. Uh, lots of cyclists who dislike other cyclists. Some of you texting him with your theories as to why Steve Allen is off. He never takes a day off. Uh, Selfridges Christmas, Steve will be glad, he loves Christmas, and buys all his knickknacks very early. Are you going to do any showbiz gossip like Steve does? I love his tart commentary on what celebs are up to from Barbara in Perivale. We'll do some front pages, actually. Uh, we'll do them in a bit. Um, another text here. Credit crunch, cyclists, global warming, <laughs> from Darren. Cyclists are so selfish, they use up more oxygen than everyone else, so there's less for us. Now you're just being silly, aren't you? Uh, as a motorcyclist, I regularly see cyclists daily who put their lives in jeopardy, their own as well as others, when they illegally jump lights, ride two or more abreast, give no indication and swerve into traffic among other misdemeanours. And when accidents occur, they're not insured. The CCTV cars should be targeting cyclists, yet the poor old motorist gets the blame yet again. If Chris, uh, Christo from Paul in Surbiton, if motorists are to be penalised for using mobile phones, so should cyclists. Thank you very much indeed for that. Graham, um, I'm not going to read that one. Thank you very much indeed for that. This may be off topic, but are all the docking stations going to be full of these bikes during the cold seasons, as everyone is going to be using the bus? Maybe. I had another text earlier as well saying that what if you get to the locking station and it's full and you want to dock your bike? I guess you have to ride to another one then, which might defeat the object of you riding to your destination because you'll end up having to go further away from it. Um, I'm still yet to use one. I'd love to know what they like to ride these bikes. Are they different to a normal bike? Because they've, the, they've got the light as well, which is, um, 
what are the kinds of lights that they've got the little wheel that that, that goes on the actual bicycle wheel to keep it working and and they've got a flashing one i can't remember what the term is for that um but are they are they any good to ride these bikes did you have a problem with the docking station oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three we're also talking about the sneaky council cctv smart cars uh, and lots lots more we're going to do the front pages uh, in a bit and uh, I've got to tell you to stay with LBC 97.3. Uh, Nick Ferrari is coming up at 7 o'clock after Sarah's Law was rolled out across the country on Sunday. Nick asks if the programme has made Britain safer for children. Some critics believe the scheme allowing parents to check if someone is a sex offender could lead to vigilantism. Do you agree? And with the banks expected to reveal massive profits this week, Nick asks if it's time they were kinder to their customers. So join Nick from 7am for all the day's top stories. LBC 97.3. Christo. Christo. Call 0845 6060 and I'm in for Steve Allen this morning with early breakfast. He's got the morning off. So thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Talking, uh, well, the majority of the show, we've been talking about cycling, cyclists, whether this cycle hire scheme is working, whether you tried it this weekend, whether you one of the people who had problems with the docking station, which has got us talking about cycling in general, which many of you seem to object to. It's been quite worrying how many of you seem to hate cyclists. Is it cyclists you hate or is it lycra? Let's get to the bottom of this now, please. 0845 973 uh, Tell me whether you've encountered any of the teething problems of the cycle hire scheme, um, the best and worst things about cycling around our city, whether it concerns you after having witnessed it this weekend, that there are going to be 6,000 more people on the roads who've perhaps never ridden a bike before in their lives. Perhaps you think it's a fantastic thing. 84855 on the text, Christo at lbc.co.uk. Um, also, we're talking about council CCTV smart cars and the fact that £8 million in fines has been gathered from you, uh, from these little cars that park legally, though illegally if it was you or I, but legally if they do it. I've never been fined by one of these, but I do see the pesky little things everywhere. Um, and what you make of that as well. 84850 on the text. Oh, by the way, the system of the light being operated by the wheels of the bike. Can you tell my technological prowess? Gosh, I should do the gadget section on Steve's show, shouldn't I? It's called a dynamo system from Mick in Kent. So thank you very much indeed uh, for um, Mick. Thank you very much indeed. Now, um, Lisa in Bromley, good morning to you. Good morning, Christo. Um, ringing in on the subject of bikes and the rent-a-bike system. Yes. Um, I've spent quite a few holidays in Barcelona, and they've got the same system working there. I don't know how long they've had it, but it seems to have been quite a few years. And it seems to work amazingly well, and it's an incredibly busy city, traffic-wise. I just wondered if you could invite someone from Barcelona to ring in and, and answer all the questions that people are concerned about. Well, there you go. You just have Lisa, thank you, but uh, I'll, I'll speak to you again in a second. But as Lisa says, if you're in Barcelona or... In another one of these cities that has this scheme, give us a call and tell us how it's working out for you. Oh eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. So, do you think you think it's a good thing, then, Lisa? Well, it seems to work incredibly well, and it seems to be tourists as well as locals that use the system. And there's bike grids everywhere, and they seem to be people coming and going at all stages and all times. So, it seems to work fine. Are you a cyclist? Not at all. Not no. at all. What do you no. think of cyclists? I'm no particular. I'm not a driver either. 
Okay. How I've do you get around it? I've a lot of time in London, traipsing around, taking my grandchildren around places, but mm. we don't seem to see too many cyclists causing any problems, so, you know... It seems to work, as I say, so well in Barcelona, where it's at least as busy as London, traffic-wise. So Le- I can't see why it wouldn't work here. Lisa, thank you very much indeed. That's yep. Lisa in Bromley. Um, let's do some texts on 84850. Um, I drive into London every day. Most cyclists are OK, but some think nothing of riding two or three abreast and the irritation I feel when they jump the lights. Many ride towards me up one-way streets. The courier cyclists don't even have brakes from Kevin. Kevin, are you speaking on behalf of every single courier cyclist there? Um, what else have we got? Uh, thank you very much indeed, by the way, for some of your nice texts and emails that have been coming in. Uh, Valerie says, Hi, Christo, I was cycling the other morning when I noticed my tyre was flat and I didn't have a pump. I called out to some passing cyclists who immediately stopped and used their pump to help me out. What a kind act. Thank you very much indeed for that, Valerie. Do you know the same thing happened to me? The other day, my car broke down on a road called Acre Lane in Brixton, which is totally uphill. And it was at the bottom of Acre Lane. And I was with my mum. And so I got her to, to get behind the wheel and I had to push it all the way up Acre Lane, because I thought if I leave it, I've only got a parking permit for quite far up Acre Lane and off there, so I thought I've got to park it. And I was struggling up the road, and then some lovely, a lovely guy outside one of the burger vans on Acre Lane took pity on me and helped me push it right the way up Acre Lane. And I was actually very touched by that, I have to say. I think that, that there are rare acts of kindness in our city, but uh, I, uh, I was witness to one of them. Uh, producer Karen is saying I should, get, uh, should have got my mum to push. Do you know what she offered? She did. She probably done a better job than I did, but I thought, no, I've got to be a gentleman. So, uh, and, and actually, the reason the guy helped me was like, oh, you're so nice helping this poor lady who's uh, got the car broken down. I was like, yeah, I'm just helping out this lady. I didn't tell him it was my car. Um, we should do some front pages, and uh, we'll do some stories from the newspapers. Um, a lot of the newspapers talking about uh, uh, the wedding of Chelsea Clinton and a lot of them leading on the breaking news, the huge story that Bill Clinton lost weight for it. Usually it's the bride that loses weight for the wedding, but no, it's Bill Clinton that lost the weight, but apparently his suit stayed the same size. And uh, a lovely picture on page six of the Daily Mirror today. It's no joker, folks. Batman really has tied the knot with Wonder Woman. These insane people who had a uh, theme wedding i wouldn't ban cycling i'd ban themed weddings if i uh, was in charge of the world there's nothing sadder than a themed wedding and this is no exception uh, neil vaughan and his bride sharon popped on superhero outfits to say i do or the pun being fly do at britain's wackiest wedding watching were best man robin and guests dressed as comic book icons, including Iron Man, Superman, and The Incredibles. Businessman Neil said of the do in Devon, we're not particularly traditional. True. But from what I can gather, it's probably a good thing he's got a mask on, is all I'll say. <laughs> if you'd like to comment on anything I'm saying, by the way, 84850, Christo at lbc.co.uk. And on the subject of what we've been discussing... As well, the Daily Mirror is doing a day in the life of a Boris bike um, and uh, got their reporter going round 
uh, on one of these bikes, uh, sorting out the key fob, and they're doing the day in the life of it, so they start at 10.20 when uh, they go out on their bike and it finishes at 9.46 in Soho Square. Brian emerges from a pub, sets down his pint, climbs aboard and flicks the bell. He says, I'll probably be out drinking till gone midnight and this would be brilliant to get home on. Oh, I'm sure the mayor will be thrilled that uh, that's the kind of user. But he's not signed up in advance and the pay-and-go scheme is a few weeks away. So it's a taxi for Brian, thankfully, because obviously no one is endorsing drunk cycling. Um, (laughs) So uh, that's in the Daily Mirror. Um, What else have we got here? The Sun, a few stories from here. Uh, Oh, I love this one. As Royal Royal Moat is cremated, a jailbird pal of Raoul Moat has been showing off a tattoo tribute to his mate but he gets the name and birth date wrong this is Nathan Flynn has inked into his arm R.I.P. Raoul Moat and uh, given his birth and uh, death date but actually it's been spelt wrong I don't know why he doesn't have the word fool tattooed perhaps preferably across his forehead really I'm not a fan of tattoos in the best of days, but really, I think you're, this is the height of stupidity. Uh, so probably the best place for this person. And they've also got the lovely picture story on page 25. Uh, Twisted sisters, teen hunters in slaughter spree. Pretty teenage sisters have uh, turned themselves into angels of death, shooting dead dozens of wild animals, then smiling for sick photos with the bodies. This is Sarah Rose Brandenburg and her sister Katie, have slaughtered a grizzly bear each, along with zebras, wildebeest and a giant antelope weighing 1,700 pounds. And their proud dad, Rod, has also taken them on safari to try and pot elephants, hippos, lions and leopards. What better way to spend time with your family than killing innocent creatures? What a lovely way to spend the day. I think it's in America that this is taking place, which is uh, really... Um, the only place in the world. And it was from page 24 of The Sun, actually, that I got the story about the CCTV cars, £8 million in fines, sneaky council CCTV smart cars, stinging motorists for £8 million a year in fines. Uh, Text here on cyclists. Jim, there are menace to pedestrians riding on footpaths, jumping red lights. Too many behave as if they are the only ones on the path or the road. Thank you very much indeed for that. Um, Daily Mail, um, uh, page five, Huntley victim may get a share of the payout. This astonishing story of uh, Ian Huntley suing for £100,000, the prison service. And uh, so the story there uh, saying that a woman sexually assaulted by him could win a share of any damages he is awarded um, for being slashed across the throat. The former caretaker has launched this legal action. But if he's successful, the 36-year-old may be forced to share his compensation jackpot with one of his very first victims. I say, give him more money, and then he'll have to share it with more of his victims, and then there might actually be some justice in this insane world, um, because that's the only logical way this can be resolved. Give him millions, and then share it all out with everyone else other than him because I think it's absolutely blooming insane. Um, And the other thing I love, another story I love as well, um, is loads of the papers have got this. Poor Susan Boyle. She might have about £10 in the bank, but she's only allowed to live on £500 a week. 
and it means that she's got to buy her clothes in Tesco and can't afford to actually kit out her new home as well. Poor Subo. So uh, a lot of the papers very concerned about that, which you would be, wouldn't you? Uh, the time now, 6.45. Join in London's biggest conversation with me, Nick Ferrari, and have your say this morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Anna Sarah's law was rolled out across the country on Sunday. Nick will be asking at 7am if the programme has made Britain safer for children. Some critics believe the scheme allowing parents to check if someone is a sex offender could lead to vigilantism. Do you agree? And with the banks expected to reveal massive profits this week, Nick asks if it's time they were kinder to their customers. So join him from 7am for all of the day's top stories. My name's Christo. I'm here with you till then. I'm in for Steve Allen, uh, who's got the morning off. Uh, I've had a blast this morning, actually, discussing cycling across our city. And generally, uh, I've allowed you to really slag off cyclists quite a lot. Some of you have defended cyclists. Uh, Cycling is generally safer in other European cities as commercial vehicles are compelled to deliver during off-peak hours. That's what Dave in Mayfair has got to say about that. You can have your say about whether you've uh, been enjoying the cycle hire scheme this weekend, whether you encountered any of the teething problems that we've been uh, discussing this morning, including getting it back in the dock, including the location of the docking stations, all those kinds of things on 0845 6060973. You can text me on 84850. Email me, christo at lbc.co.uk. Poor cyclists this morning really have got it in the neck. They've been blamed for everything from uh, house prices rising in some London boroughs because of cycling, <laughs> making it easier to commute, um, to pedestrians having a bad time. They've been blamed for everything. To uh, the fact that motorists can't get off lights quickly enough. Let's just blame them for everything. Absolutely everything. Our lack of Eurovision success, everything else. Our lack of World Cup success, it's all down to the cyclist. It's well known. Let's do some front pages and uh, let you know some of the front pages you're waking up to uh, this morning. Uh, The Daily Star, Jordan, it's over. Not the country, you may believe, because, of course, Daily Star, absolutely there with international and foreign affairs. No, of course, it is Katie Price. The Daily Star just hate Katie Price, don't they? Absolutely hate her. Depressing news as well that uh, Katie Price is actually number one in the Sunday Times um, fiction bestseller list. She outsold number two, uh, two copies to one. Her latest novel, I think it's called Paradise, and it's the fifth novel in her Paradise series. I say it's her novel. Someone else actually writes it. It just has Katie Price on the front. And now they're saying that troubled Katie Price was last night close to breaking point. Why? Did did her publisher say she might have to scribe a few words herself? No, it's because her second marriage is apparently laying in tatters and her work is drying up. Soon to be documented in her living TV show. Um, So that's the Daily Star and a couple of other showbiz stories on the front. Anton Deck uh, photographed. Interesting story, actually. ITV to pay... uh, they're, They're reporting that ITV will be having you pay to view The X Factor. ITV planning to charge viewers to watch some of its biggest shows. This story's been knocking around for a while, actually. And uh, if you want to have a a comment on that, you've got still time to text about whether you would actually pay to watch The X Factor. 
they're thinking of making like Coronation Street, X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, those huge shows, subscription only, which uh, would obviously raise some much needed funds for the channel. I don't know whether it would work, though. Um, I'm not sure you'd actually pay to watch the X Factor. Should we give Simon Cowell more money? He's not got enough. Text here. What happens in the winter and other days when it pours with rain most of the time? Will the cycle scheme offer rain cover? I don't know. Maybe it'll offer one of those, you know, those, those plastic rain mats. Maybe they can be uh, on one of the crossbars. I don't know. Um, the sun. This is a huge story. You can tell it's a slow news month now. We're into August because, of course, the front page of the sun over the weekend was Joe McKeldry revealing he's gay, which is a huge story. Huge story. Thank God the front page of the sun was devoted to that. And now, grinning Wayne Rooney has had a day out with his friends. And it's a picture exclusive. He yells, terrorist chance in a street yesterday morning. Morning, of course, in capital letters. In case you didn't realise, it comes before the afternoon. After partying with pals until 5.30am. The England ace and wife Colleen went out with a, ba- with a gang who tucked into £250 bottles of vodka in a Manchester bar. When they emerged, he happily joined the rowdy singing. How dare he have a night out with Colleen? Uh, so there we are. And uh, worrying news for any fans of fashion, because Jedward are apparently about to launch their clothing label. Uh, they've revealed they're set to launch their own fashion label called Pop Icons. I don't know why they need a label. All you need to look like Jedward is an old-school blazer and half a can of Elnet. That's it. That's all you need. Anyway, they're launching their own fashion label. Um, that's on page three. And as if Joe McEldry coming out isn't enough, and he's not going through enough trauma having to live through that, um, on page seven... They found the only boy he's ever kissed. And they've got a photo of him. I was the first boy Joe X'd, is the headline. For God's sake, let him have his first kiss. Did you have to track him down? Can't you just let him have his first kiss? But they found him. And uh, the boy who was the first to share a kiss with X Factor winner Joe McEldry said yesterday, I really fancied him. He was exactly my type of guy. Yes, winning a million pound record contract will do that to you. Make you anyone's kind of guy. And um, Clinton Girls Wedding Chels is uh, on the page six. Chelsea Clinton flashes a dazzling smile with her new husband. Loads of pictures of uh, that lovely wedding in most of the newspapers today. Daily Mirror, Sarah's Law Wall. This is something that uh, Nick Ferrari will be talking about uh, from 7 o'clock, so make sure you stay with LBC 97.3 for that. It's 6 minutes to 7 at the moment. A row last night broke out over Sarah's Law with children's charities fearing it could lead to vigilante attacks on paedophiles. So uh, if you want to have your say about that, then do make sure you stay with LBC 97.3 for that because uh, 7am is when you can do that with Nick Ferrari. Um, Clone Farms milk is on sale, according to the Daily Mail. Food watchdog investigates after dairy farmers' astonishing uh, admission. Milk from the offspring of cloned cows is secretly and illegally going in 
to high street shops. Despite deep unease among consumers, the milk is not being labelled or identified in any way, leaving shoppers in the dark about what they're drinking. And also uh, their picture story, Slimline Clinton supporting role. Bill Clinton walks his daughter Chelsea down the aisle. She asked him to diet for her big day and then he went on and lost £20. Good for him. House prices to rise by 20% on the front page of the Daily Express. The, the most shocking thing about that headline is that the Daily Express isn't leading on a health story or Diana. Hold on, let me read. Is Diana responsible for the house price rise? No. So, nothing to do with her. Times, no show home office opens door to migrants. Uh, independent this morning. Gagged how NHS doctors are barred from revealing the truth about what goes wrong in our hospitals. Guardian this morning. NHS trusts aim for private profits. Hospitals bid to lure paying patients after Lansley abolishes cap on revenues. And uh, uh, Daily Telegraph this morning. 300,000 a year let in on student visas. The number of foreigners who came to Britain on student visas rose by a third to more than 300,000 last year prompting renewed warnings last night of a loophole in immigration law. Uh, no shelter from Anderson. Bowlet leads England to test victory as well. That is their picture story on the front page of the Daily Telegraph uh, today. Of course, many of these stories will be explored in more depth throughout the day on LBC 97.3, so make sure you stay with London's biggest conversation throughout the day. Uh, I've really enjoyed your company this morning. Thank you very much indeed for that. Steve Allen will be back tomorrow morning, same time, same place. I'm back on Saturday at six in the evening dissecting the week in showbiz so do make sure you join me for that but don't go anywhere because the award-winning nick ferrari at breakfast is next here on london's lbc 97.3